Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. Before we kick off the show, I just wanted to take a moment to remind you that the ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is taking place in Barbados this summer. This, by default, gives all of my fellow cricket fanatics the perfect excuse to go and book a holiday to Barbados in June and experience firsthand the euphoric atmosphere at the Kensington Oval, the cricket mecca of the Caribbean. If the cricket alone isn't enough to tempt you, then let me be the one to remind you that a trip to Barbados can also include leisurely strolls along the breathtaking coastline, mouth-watering flavours of the world-class Bayesian cuisine, and, of course, plenty of rum. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, the best place to be a cricket fan. Welcome to the following on podcast. I'm John Norman and alongside me, Steve Harmison, looking back at, uh, well, one of the uh, most incredible test matches that I've ever seen. Uh, I can't wait to get Steve Harmison's uh, opinion on that. Uh, it's uh, been shades of Adelaide 2006, unfortunately, in some ways, but completely unlike anything I've ever seen in others. Uh, not sure where to start, um, but this is a following on podcast. Well, if you are listening to this podcast by now, you know, I am sure, that India have won the second Test match, beating England by 151 runs. Uh, How they got to that? Well, it might take me about half an hour to explain, uh, but let me try and condense it into 60 seconds. Uh, Pant and Sharma went early. India led at that stage by 170. Shami and Bumrah with a combined average of about three um, at the crease. England at that stage... Uh, according to Crickviz, 57 or rather 47% chance of victory. Uh, Joe Root then lost the plot. And um, suddenly we were being treated to Mark Wood bowling bounces at uh, Shami and Bumrah with six men on the boundary and no slips. And 89 runs was added. And suddenly it wasn't England who were in position to win the game. It was India. They came out after lunch and declared mid-over after uh, nine balls and for only the second time in the history of test cricket, a team that had declared after lunch on day five took 10 wickets to win a match, Uh, not helped by the fact that both Burns and Sibley uh, were out for ducks. Uh, Again, the first time in the history of English cricket that that has happened at home. Uh, Sam Curran got a King pair and uh, yeah, let's get on with the show. Shall we? Story of the day. Right, Harmy, uh, I'm not going to swear, or if I do, I'll bleep it out, but how on earth have we got to this point where 
half past seven on day five, I'm at Lords looking back at one of the worst defeats or best victories um, I've ever seen. Oh, Jesus Christ, where do you start? <laughs> God almighty. Says, it's not just me then. I mean, oh my God. I was like, <laughs> honestly, uh, uh, Richard Pan walks off up towards the pavilion at this great stadium at Lords. And I'm thinking my first beer is going to be about four o'clock and England are going to win comfortably. And then it went, we went back. Can you remember, remember a couple of years ago, we were, we were commenting on the Pretoria test match. And I think it was at the end of day, was it end of day one or day two, me and Goffey are shouting at each other. We were actually shouting at each other. What on earth is happening here? On Rick Nock here. And uh, I think it was Kagisa Rabada was just getting bombarded with bouncers. And they were smashing it everywhere off our seamers with yeah. everybody on the boundary. And it was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Well, it was like that today. I was back to that. Unfortunately, I d- didn't have the big Yorkshireman, big Darren next to me, shouting at them. I was doing enough shouting at the telly for, for the both of us. It was it was painful. And throughout the day it went, and I, I look at it, and I, I don't want to, and it's hard to accuse of England being, England players being soft, but I just looked at the way today has gone, and it's like, it was like a bully in a schoolyard. So England were the bullies. And they were shouting and they were screaming and they were having a go at India. And then all of a sudden, the kid that they were bullying stood up to them and the bully backed down. <laughs> and that's what's just happened for me. Wow. And that is what's just happened. England were very, very quick to have a go at Bumra and Shami because you, you bowled bouncers at Jimmy Anderson last night and all this, and now we're going to get you. And all of a sudden, Bumra and Shami stood up to them. And then when they came out to bowl, they stood up to them properly. And England didn't have the answer. England just went into their shell. England just got slowly but surely, just sort of got lower and lower and took the water in. And it was painful to watch. It was painful to watch. The two openers, I don't know how they survived this. But on the other hand, I don't know where we go from there. And when I when you look at it, you're looking, you're bowling bounces. I want to blame Joe. I really do. I want to sort of criticise he's, he's. He's fronted up. He's just yeah. back to Sky Sports. He said, I got it wrong. Yeah, I, I want to blame. That was the wanna, turning point. Yeah, so, I want to blame Joe, but I'm looking at him thinking, yes, you could have marshaled the troops a bit better, but you still didn't bowl for them. It's like they're still bowling balls, which are halfway down the wicket with six men on the boundary. And I, I, I couldn't stop. I was I, Anderson didn't bowl for 45 minutes when... The only ball that's really been effective in this test match so far is the one that's been pitched up and it's been given either a chance to swing or a chance to seam. Uh, and, and, I, and I still don't understand. You know, we're bowling bouncers at 10 and 11. Surely he's, bounce- surely he's setting the field, isn't he? He's yeah, telling he's setting him to the do field, that. But, but you can also go to your bowler and say, look, just pitch it up, bowl to stumps. If you bowl six well, that's what I mean. Like, but 2014, I saw the same thing happen. Liam, Plunk- yeah. Liam Plunkett was being told to bowl sure and it was just being smashed into the tavern stand and you're giving yeah. a, you're giving a bowler a chance to get his arms free and swing yeah. do you know what i mean so and and again it just comes back to jasper jasper bummer hit a four <laughs> in this innings to go for his test match runs to go past these test match wickets and i'm like <laughs> just bowl at the stumps and i know it's hard to do and it's it's easier said than done i know that and i'm coming from experience because people have criticized me for doing exactly what 
Mark Wood, Ollie Robinson, Cam Curran and all these have done. But at this instance, I'm just standing there and I'm going, well, if you're going to bowl short, what you got long on and long off for? If you're going to bowl short, they can only hit it that like sideways. Why have long on and long off? Even out on the boundary, you've either got to have them in a the catching position, which would be short, short leg, silly point, leg slip, leg gully, something like that. And then have men on the leg side boundary if they manage to connect with it. But it was just completely muddled thinking. And I and and where England, where England, they just they didn't recover. They didn't recover until Josh Butler and probably Ollie Robinson got themselves together. I thought Josh Butler and Mo, Mo and Ali, you know, they were they were on the verge of getting something going. Um, but I, that's just from England's point of view. From India's point of view, I thought they were, I thought they were brilliant. I thought their bowlers stuck to the task very very well. Um, they asked questions that England didn't have the answer. They were relentless. In England, you knew you were just waiting. You were waiting for something to. You were waiting for them to give in. And I think, and that's a harsh thing to say because I don't think they give in. But I well, think. Well, can I ask you this, right? So when England came out to bat, I, I maybe Australia at their very worst. But even then, I can't quite remember Australia. I've seen Australia act like that when a wicket's gone down or in crunch moments, you know, when England look like they're going to get ahead. You know, I've never seen two openers given it. They were given it. Mm. Pant, uh, Coley, Siraj, they were just giving it to them. Exactly. Um, and I don't think Burns plays that shot if they hadn't been giving it to him. No, um, true. Sibley's yeah. good ball, you know, fair enough. Hamid, I'm sorry, but I'd love to see him work, but you know, his most productive scoring shot was basically edging it through the slips. He is not the answer for me. I hope I'm wrong. But, you know, Bairstow aside, if you look at that side, right? Burns, Sibley, Hamid, Root himself, Ali, Curran, Butler. They're too nice, aren't they? That's the problem. That's what we had. And like, that's what I mean. I, I don't want to, I'm not going to accuse them of just giving in because I don't would, think would as well. You know, Anderson Robinson. A lot of nice guys out there. There's a lot of nice guys out there who, who in the fight, probably struggled struggled to have the fight. And when I look at it, both Bumra and Shami together, they were giving it to England, but they were giving it from you know a little bit of a distance. Anderson was in there. Jimmy, Jimmy was Jimmy. Jimmy never never shirked any responsibility. He was in there. Bang, gone in there. Root was having a, having his go. Butler was standing his ground. But when, I can't remember who got out. I, I might have been Mo and Ali got out. And then all of a sudden on my TV screen, I had the, the, the two England batsmen, both umpires, and nearly every single Indian player around going bananas. Absolutely mental. And they were in your face and they were getting at you. And... I think because of England niceties, I think um, I think they, they capitulated that way, and the occasion, the heat of the battle, just got a bit too much for some, and it, it became hard. And it, it's it's a harsh thing to say um, about professional sportsmen, but I, they were trying their best. Don't get me wrong, but I just think the the whole pressure situation and the heat that was on, I don't think England could handle it. Do you know what I mean about the Adelaide feel to it? Yeah, You know, I was there. I know it's a completely different game, you know, 500 plays 500 and and then, you know, Shane Warne and all of that. And of course, you know, it was down to Australia to chase down those runs. But I was there, you know, I know you were playing, but 
I was there in the field that I was there in the stands that day on day five. And I was, I've obviously been at Lords today and just had that feeling, you know, even with 10 overs to go and Robinson and uh, Butler seemingly done pretty well. I, I was just a feeling that it was going to go this way. And when you consider that only once in the history of test cricket has a team been bowled out in that time frame, it shouldn't have happened. No, it shouldn't have happened. It, 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 when Pant went off, that was the only time in that in today's play that we I thought we were going to win the game. And then once the, the partnership between the two bowlers got together, there was it was like once England were out of winning the game, I really feared. I really feared on what was going to happen to the England cricket team because of what what we are. I think we are a bit bit nice. I think we are a, a little bit a, a softer touch, um, and we've got players who. I think, I think in, I think we've got some. I think we've got some good players. Don't get me wrong. I just don't think we've got situation players. Um, I don't think we've got characters. I don't think we've got people who will will stand up and and really sort of fight, grit, determination, and find a way. And I and that is the best characteristic you can have because you could be you could be playing some of the worst cricket you've ever played, and be in the worst form you've ever played. But if you can manage to get through and find a way, that's the best characteristic you, you could ever have. And I thought Josh Butler did that to an extent today. He batted a long time and he stood up. But even that at the end was 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 too much. And and he was dropped as well. I mean, yeah, he was if, dropped. But, if he gets uh, dropped, if he gets dropped playing that shot, I mean, if he gets caught, if he gets playing caught that, shot, that goes down as one of the worst shots I've ever yeah. seen by a yeah. front top six batsmen considering considering the game yeah and, and they probably switched him on it's, it got him into a gear that right I'm gonna have to uh, uh, switch on Josh switch on and he did he got himself in a position to help England save the game and it was it was a poor shot um but hey I, I, the, the, where are we gonna go from here I don't know well Honestly, I was I, gonna ask you I've just well, said what that. was it like what was it like going. what was it like in the dressing room at Adelaide because you just, you just knew after England lost in Adelaide, we just knew that it was going to end 5 0. Yeah. It, what was it like when you were in there? Um, it was silent. It was quiet. It was, um, well, there was corners. So there was them corners and this corners and that corners and three in each one. And uh, mm. we were very much sort of, it was, there Did was fractions everywhere. And yeah. And then the obviously the media came out as it was it was an Andrew against Andrew and you know Fletcher didn't help because obviously we knew you probably knew that Duncan wasn't going to be around at the end after the end of the Sydney Test match. Um, it was just an awful place to be, and I hope I really hope and pray that this England team are nowhere near it. I really I, do. I don't think that team was in a different place, wasn't it? We were so in a different place. You had, had a, actually you had, we had a, a better team. You, I think well, we had a better team and better you players. Did. You did. We had you a definitely. better team and better players, but we. we I, I don't think this. I, I hope this team's not anywhere near that because it was an awful place to be. We had we had we had strong characters, but we had groups of strong characters, and that sometimes is counterproductive. Where hopefully that this team is in a better place. Um, so where but, does hey, this team go? I mean, what what is being said right now? What's Joe Root saying? I think he'd be angry and I think he'll get a lot off his... I would hope he's going to get a lot off his chest by saying, you know, the clarity of thought, we've got to stand up. I hope he's not pointing fingers, 
but expressing his strong opinion of we are we are supposed to be test match cricketers. We are supposed to be one of the best teams in the world. We have just we have just capitulated under pressure, not under good bowling, not under not under great play. We've we've actually just capitulated under pressure, and that's something that I can't teach you. That's something that Silverwood can't teach you, or Collingwood can't teach you, or anybody else can teach you. This is something that you have got to look at the mirror and look at yourself. That's what I'd be saying to them. You know, go away and look at the mirror and look at yourself. But he's you but know? he's talking to a team. I mean, like, you know, Burns has been looking in the mirror for a couple of years. You know, he's just This is an all-time low though, this John. This is a low this. This is as low as you'll get. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. If your passion for travel is on par with your passion for cricket, then I have some excellent news. The ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is being hosted in Barbados this June, which makes it the perfect destination for your summer holidays this year. To make the most of your trip, you can also experience eight matches from the series in Barbados, including England against Scotland and England against Australia. In under a month's time, you could be spending your days exploring the vibrant streets of Bridgetown, drinking rum in the sunshine and experiencing exotic Bayesian delicacies. In the culinary capital of the Caribbean, there truly is something for everyone. There's no need to wait a second longer. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, truly the best place to be a cricket fan. And, and, I, and I don't mean to pick out birds, it's just his first yeah. name. But, you know, he's looking at a team. When you look around that dressing room, no six, right? You had, you had Andrew Strauss. You know, you had Alistair Cook, I think. Yeah. You had Ian Bell. You had Kevin Peterson. Peterson. You Paul had Fred, Freddie Flintoff, Paul Collingwood, Ashley Giles, Steve Harmison, Matthew Hoggard, Jimmy Anderson, and, uh, oh, I can't remember, Saj Mahmood. Saj Mahmood. Now, of those 11... There's nine, there's nine guys there that must have played between 75 and 125 test matches. Mm. You know, coming up against one of the all-time great sides. I mean, I know it's different, but he's look. We're looking at a team, right? Where after Anderson and Root, the third most cap player is Johnny Bairstow, a guy who hasn't even got a test bloody contract, and he's and only Mo- just back in the side. And Moen Ali and the same boat, and I, 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 that's why I fear where this 
this group could could be in in the space of three three more test matches because do England look to try and grab some experience from somewhere to go in at the top of the order and come outside the box a, a try hardened first class cricketer that's played a long time I'm thinking of somebody they've tried before yeah I, I don't think you go back to James Vince because it's not a number three you want you want an opener that that can bat for periods of time. There's not many around. Mark Stoneman's, uh, the, the the Adam Lides, all these have been tried. You know, Robson's, there's not many that you think. No, there's no individual. Some... There's, yeah. there's, there's nothing that you could say would change this team. All you'd be doing is bringing in another guy under pressure. Absolutely. But that's, that's test match cricket, John. You're playing against India. You're playing against a very, very good India side. The side who have got four fast bowlers who can take 20 wickets. But again, we have got 450 professional cricketers in this country. You know, we've got to have players and we can go on and on and on about the system. We can go on and on and out about not preparation. We can, you know, KP's idea of franchise cricket, all this stuff you can go on and on and on about. But we should have, out of 450 cricketers professionally, we should have 11 top, top cricketers in our back garden to take on India and be successful or competitive. If we, the rain didn't come in Nottingham, I think we would be getting beat. Up until, up until we met, we've got to remember as well, we made a large run of this game, but it was because of Anderson and Root. You know, when the chips were down and something was in the balance and you stand up under pressure, we went running. And that, for me, was the biggest worrying thing that I, I can see. Because you can bring whoever you want in now at this minute in time. India have got there. India have had two or three good days, two or three, say four good days out of ten so far. And they've got our, they've got us by the throat, and we somehow have to have to release that and yeah. and, and counter punch because and, at this minute in time we haven't got anybody to counter punch. And India have lost both tosses. <clears throat> Yeah, and, and arguably came in with the wrong side. They can actually bring in a brilliant spin bowler. He may come in for Jadeja, he may come in for Sharma. I mean, who knows? I mean, India can strengthen and have a bit of luck. Um, it's very, very difficult to see where England go from here. But, well, no, no but really. But look, 2014, England lost here at Lords. They went 1-0 down, I think. Well, it could have been 1-0, I can't quite remember. But they went on to win the series 3-1. But again, that was with a very different side, <laughs> you know? Yeah, but I can't, you've I, got to I, stick to it. You've got to, sorry, you've got to stick to being uh, as positive as you possibly can be. I know we've, we've, we've given Salt a, a, a message here, which has not been great. But for me to flip this over now, I've got to be, if I was Joe Root, I've got to be having a go at them and saying, look, you've got to, you know, you've got to be, we've got to deal with pressure better. We've got to deal with pressure better. The other, the cauldron of the kitchen, We've 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 relented. We've we've took the water in. We've got to deal with pressure better. But when you look at it in the grand scheme of things, what we've got on offer, we've got we've got a, a weak window to get ourselves in a position to take on at Headingley. So we're fortunate we've got a bit of time and a bit of break and a bit of rest. Anderson players, Wood players, Robinson players, Ali players from a bowling attack. Question mark for me on Sam whether you you keep him in or you change that one there. You flip that over and you go, Burns and Sibley, I think you've got to have a question mark. You've got to keep Hamid in, even though what you're saying, and I agree with what you're saying, but he is, 
he's been he's been brought in, so give him a chance. Obviously, Root steers, Bairstow steers, Butler steers. So we're not changing, wholesale changing. We are just trying to, and for me, we've just got to try and somehow somehow wrestle the initiative back at the top of the order and have a counterpunch against four very good fast bowlers. If we do that, we've got a middle order chance that we can take the game away from teams. We are consistently 20 for two. That, that's the thing that we've got to stop. We need to have something to go back. For me, I'd bring it up in potentially in a number three and go Hamid at the top with uh, Zach Crawley. Instead of Crawley, you're playing the next three test matches. If the ball's there to hit, hit the thing. Don't just pat it back. Don't worry about nicking off. Hit the thing. If he's over pitches or he bowls short, go for your shot. You know, be proactive. Be And there's a guy in that dressing room who in the coaching, just get into his mindset in Triscothic because that's what we need, I think, at the top of the order. We need somebody. Arohit Sharma does it brilliantly for India. And I think that's what we need. We need somebody to counteract at the top of the order to just not just take punches, but to throw them back. And that then will filter down the side. And because of that, I think that's where the change needs to be. If you have to go back to James Vincent, number three, with Hamid and Crawley at the top, because of experience, not many players are playing first-class cricket at this minute in time, where then that's what we have to do. But at this minute in time, we have to think differently from our, our, our opening pair, because they're, not just because they've got, both got naught. It's just, it's, there's too much happening. It's, it's happening too much now. Okay, you're right. Um, look, yourself and Neil Manthorpe will be uh, recording a show on TalkSport 2 on um, tomorrow. That will be aired uh, on TalkSport 2 on Tuesday. That will be released as a podcast on Wednesday. Um, so it'll be interesting to hear a little bit about what Joe Root has to say. Maybe Chris Silverwood is going to speak. I'm not too sure. But yeah, I think we all pause, we reset, we come back in a week's time and we go again. I suppose that is going to have to be the message. There may be a change or two at the top of the order, but essentially the players that have got us in this mess are going to have to be the players that get us out of it. That will be the refrain. Uh, Harmy, um, we'll look, we're going to head over to YouTube uh, to continue this, probably with a more Indian flavour. Uh, and congratulations to India because... They've been led by a proper leader who has demanded his team back him up and the team have backed him up. And maybe Joe Root needs to just get a bit nastier and maybe demand something similar from some of his players because he can't do it on his own. That's for sure. We've just seen two test matches where he scored about a thousand runs um, and England are one nil down. So imagine the scenes that when he doesn't score runs. Anyway, Homie, um, thanks for your time. Uh, following on, we'll be back following play. Um, at Headingley, but there will be shows before then, including that uh, uh, review preview and also shows in and around the 100, the Royal London uh, Cup, uh, Domestic Cup, uh, and all the other cricket action going on in the world. Thank you so much for listening. This is following on. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. And this is your gentle reminder that Barbados is the best place to be a cricket fan.
With eight matches from the ICC Men's T20 Cricket World Cup Series taking place in Barbados this summer, including the final, you can experience the summer of a lifetime by booking today. Aside from immersing in world-class cricket in the sunshine, Barbados is the dream destination for all travel enthusiasts. It is where adventure meets paradise, the culinary capital of the Caribbean, and better still, the birthplace of rum. If you are keen to unite with cricket fans across the globe for what is set to be an unforgettable summer, then head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.